0: I'm afraid. I'm afraid I've committed the unpardonable sin. Is there any hope for me? How can there be? Well, when someone writes that way, usually there's all the hope that there is in the Word of God. The first thing we have to recognize is that as every counselor who has done Christian counseling knows, It is not the people who have committed the unpardonable sin who are concerned about it at all. Indeed, there is no concern on the part of a hardened, bitter, weazened, pharisaic type like those that Jesus condemned as committing this sin. Most people who think that they have committed the unpardonable sin really identify the unpardonable sin, with something entirely different. They think that it's sexual unfaithfulness or homosexuality or some other kind of blasphemy that uh, may have passed their lips. Let's take, first of all, a hard look at what the Bible really speaks about when it talks about the unpardonable sin. You can read about this in Matthew 12, verse 31 and 32, and verses that precede, but perhaps the most succinct passage is found in Mark chapter 3, verses 28, 29, and 30. I'm going to read those verses to you at this time, so that you'll have the whole picture in mind. Truly I say to you, all sin shall be forgiven the sons of men, and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. Now notice verse 30, because they were saying he has an unclean spirit. Now, you see, this is the context. Jesus was casting out demons. And in verse 22, it says the scribes, they were the theologians of the day, who came down from Jerusalem. They were not only the theologians, but the ones from Jerusalem were the head theologians, the best theologians, the most respected, the most vested theologians, the ones who were dead set against Jesus Christ all the way because he was upsetting their nice little nest. These theologians who came down from Jerusalem were saying, he is possessed by Beelzebub, and he casts out the demons by the ruler of the demons. So you see, they attributed the works that Jesus Christ was doing by the power of the Holy Spirit to the power of the devil. What they were saying was that, according to verse 30, the Holy Spirit is an unclean spirit, that is, an unholy spirit. Now, anyone who says that in a hardened, bitter, blasphemous way, who attributes the works of Jesus Christ to the devil, anyone who attributes the healings, the great speeches, the casting out of demons that took place through Jesus Christ to the devil is a person who has so blasphemed against the Holy Spirit by calling him the devil, calling him an unclean spirit, whereas the very mark of the Holy Spirit is that in contrast to all other spirits, he is the Holy One who in himself is holy and whose very task in this world and believers is to create holiness in them, who has so sinned against him as to call him unclean. And to attribute to him unclean works and unholy works and sinful works, this person is the one who has no forgiveness and is guilty of an eternal sin. So the first thing to understand is what the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit really is. And so when talking to a person, or if you yourself have been confused about this matter, the first thing you have to recognize is that A person who does this is not really interested in this matter because he doesn't see things biblically he would be a person who would say that the Bible is not a book that I can believe in because it teaches that Jesus did what he did because of the work of the Spirit of God that what he did was done through the Holy Spirit and I believe that Jesus and that Bible are all wrong that they're on the side of the devil not on the side of God. So a person who has committed this sin is a person who rejects the Bible to begin with. And he is also, therefore, one who doesn't even know about or care about the sin against the Holy Spirit because he doesn't read this passage in Mark or the passage in Matthew or care if he does read it. So the first thing I want to make very clear to you is that if you're concerned, if you are a person who is deeply troubled as to whether you have committed this sin and you ponder long and hard over the passage and look at your life and wonder about it, the answer is no, you have not committed it. Because people who commit that sin do not worry about it. They don't care about it. They don't even know about it usually because they don't care about this book. They believe that what this book says and what the God of this book and the, and the Holy Spirit of this book and what Jesus Christ, who is in this book, uh, are like is something that is really uh, foreign to the truth and is really the product of Satan rather than the product of God. So if you believe the Bible and you're afraid of what the Bible has to say, you're not somebody who has committed the unpardonable sin. The fact is, however, that you have committed sin. And what I'm concerned about and what I'd like to talk to you about in the rest of this uh, short time that we have together is the pardonable ones that you have committed. Not the unpardonable sin, but the pardonable ones. First, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, what you need to do is to recognize that that's why he came into this world. Notice the passage says, All sins shall be forgiven, the sons of men, except this one. There is a way of forgiveness, and that forgiveness is in Jesus Christ. It's in what he did on that cross. That forgiveness comes to those who trust in him as the one who died on the cross in their place, bearing the guilt and the penalty, the wrath of God that they deserve for those sins. Yes, it comes through acknowledging that you have sinned. I'm not saying that your sin is not heinous when I say that you have not committed the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit by attributing the works of Jesus Christ to the devil. But I am saying that there is forgiveness even for those serious sins because that's why Jesus Christ came to die for sins that no other one or no other way could be forgiven. But they can be forgiven through faith in him. If you will trust him today and believe that he died on that cross in the place of guilty sinners and that you are one of those for whom he died, then the moment you believe, your sins will be washed away. But then if you are a Christian who is afraid of this matter, look at your life. Discover what it is that is wrong in your life that has been bothering you. And if it is not the unpardonable sin, and of course it isn't if you're a Christian, obviously the unclean spirit and the Holy Spirit do not dwell within a Christian conjointly, then you need to come to God for cleansing for that sin. And you need to follow the Word of God and the power of the very Spirit of God who does create holiness within us as Christians and ask Him to make you holy and to ask Him to keep you walking in the paths of righteousness for His sake. Don't get hung up on this matter. Look at the pardonable sins and seek that pardon in Christ. This we pray for each listener today for His name's sake. Amen.